Awesome. Well, a big warm welcome back to another episode of Church Talk. And I hope you've been enjoying uh, these episodes as much as we have. It's just been so much fun. Uh, and thanks so much for watching and sharing and being part of it with us. Uh, and today we are back at it again. And we are talking about something really close to my heart. I think something super important uh, as we've continued to just have these conversations with a few of our uh, amazing dream team. Uh, today we're actually zooming into the team itself. And how do you create a healthy staff culture uh, within your team. And so with me uh, are two very special people, and it's actually super fun that we get to do this. Uh, first of all, ladies first, is Taryn, who is my wife, which is amazing that uh, we get to do this together. And so one of the many hats uh, that Taryn wears is operations uh, director. And so staff and staff culture is uh, a big part of that. Uh, and that's just uh, been one of the greatest blessings that we're able to, uh, to do that together uh, as a team. And then over on this side, uh, also just uh, as amazing, has been a huge blessing, uh, being able to do ministry and leadership and staff and stuff uh, with certainly uh, <laughs> an, an amazing friend, one of my closest friends. And it's just been an amazing part of the journey is to be able to do this together with uh, Duncan Early and... Uh, one of the caps that Duncan wears on our team is staff development. Uh, and so we just wanted to jump into that. Uh, I think it is probably the most important thing to get right as a church is to get a healthy culture on your staff team. Uh, and I think we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. Uh, we've been blessed in it. And so we'd love to chat through that. And so we're going to jump straight in. And uh, Dunks, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what do you think, uh, I mean... The staffs exist everywhere. Every organization, every company uh, will have staff. What makes staff at a church different? It is exceptionally different. So there's so much you can learn that I think uh, play and transfer across depending on doesn't matter what team you're talking about. Um, but a church staff is something special and we see it like that. We do, we count it as a privilege because it is mm. special. Um, but it's different in, in a couple of ways. First of all, it's different in the way of very often the reason someone is on your team, as much as they love it and want to make an impact and leave a legacy and all these things, they are probably there for a salary. Uh, whereas uh, our guys are there for a salary, but at the same time, um, kind of built into ministry is, is this foundation of calling. Yeah. And so that just changes the context, changes the ecosystem for what a team looks like. I, don't, I, I really would not want to lead in the context mm. outside of church because I don't know what I would go to. Um, it's helpful to go back to something like calling yeah. um, because it gives you a foundation where we're on the same page and we're kind of pulling in the same direction and there's something far beyond just a paycheck and kind of KPIs or deliverables mm. or whatever like system you have. There's something far beyond that that we're actually all pulling towards. Mm. Um, and when we talk about things like how do we care for each other, it's not just because I'm caring for you to try get something out of it. It's actually I'm genuinely caring for you because right. – Jesus cares about you too. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's a big difference that I, I think plays in. I think leadership-wise, it does. It, it, again, that means you just take a very different approach in terms mm. of leadership because you're not, it's not just about productivity. That's not what driving, is driving things. You're wanting to see people flourish. You're wanting to see people empowered in their calling specifically and kind of through church as a whole, Yeah, which is so different. Um, and so there's lots of dynamics there, and it plays out in everything that we do. Um, it plays out in how we go about things. Um, but that also means you don't, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, well, we're just never going to focus on how to be productive. We're never going to focus on 
um, performance, whenever these are all things that are helpful. And so having a structure, having culture um, mm. is actually important in terms of how we're getting ownership as a team. Um, and I think that's the kind of thing we've seen. So it's been very, <laughs> very different. Mm. Um, it's all I've ever known. And I'll put that out out front and uh but i'm it's i'm glad that it's all i've ever known to be dead honest yeah Yeah, so at the outset um about four years ago um taking on the leadership of the church um something that we we wanted to be super intentional about right from the outset uh was establishing a really good solid healthy staff structure and we needed to be proactive in that right from the beginning uh, because as uh, leadership experts will tell you, uh, you will have a culture in your organization that um, if you don't define it, it will just uh, morph into whatever it morphs into. And so you have to be proactive in that. And so that was one of our biggest priorities. Um, and I remember introducing something in the first year that we've now done every single year, um, and that is taking the staff away. Uh, and, and tell us a little bit about what we did in that first year in terms of getting ourselves set up in terms of culture. Yeah. And that was incredible. I just remember going back, sitting in the room where we were and starting to speak about what would our cultures be? What would the Mm. pillars be? And um, doing it as a team and so that the team and all of us would take ownership. And I think that was a big thing for us. We sat around a table, threw ideas, threw words around, um, asked clarifying questions around that table. And eventually we came to a few words that have stuck and we've pl- placed them on our wall now mm. and those are what we call our um, pillars yeah. Um, and yeah so I'll just mention what they are um, yeah the culture pillars that we've got is we want to be a team um, who is big picture aware yep. a team who offers and receives feedback, feedback yep. really important without yep. taking offense <laughs> a team of pioneering spirits come on um, that's the best one yeah <laughs> Um, a team who lives out a for you culture, and we've Huge. seen that play out in so many areas, um, which has been incredible. Mm. And a team who intentionally leans in. Mm. Um, so what we also do for any new staff member that we have, we do an onboarding as well um, with the new staff uh, member. And they actually get this spoken to them and explain to them. Yeah. But with culture, it is something they do joke about saying like as staff culture is um, caught, not taught. But we do want every staff member and we ask every staff member who's new to our team um, to commit to upholding these staff values and live it out um, and live out these values. So it's mm. really important for us just in the role that we're in. To communicate really well to people that this is what we believe in. And it's something that we also revisit pretty often. We've gone back, asked questions, redefined it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think um, it's definitely a combination of caught and taught. It has to be the whole time. And as you're speaking about having to revisit it and revisit it, it's like one of those things that leaks, like vision leaks, this leaks as well. Um, And so I think that's been one of the – I personally think it took the better part of two years to really start seeing the fruit of our intentionality behind the culture starting to come to life. Um, and I think that's the thing. It's got to be a long process. Um, and what would you say some of the, the things around um, how we communicated um, around that has gone as well? Yeah, I think um, Taryn mentioned the first thing up front. I think if anyone who's wanting to establish culture, um, the first thing is to get everyone on board because it's, it's very difficult mm. to impose culture. 
yeah. um, it's much easier to invite into culture. So as much as we have an established culture already and new people will come into it and we get to take them through that process, when it was literally at establishment level, it was get everyone around a table. And we're not joking, mm. like it literally was everyone from lead pastor to intern was in the room and put all the ideas on a whiteboard and we had things that were rubbish, to be honest, and <laughs> things that were like just pie in the sky and we didn't have to refine it down and work it down even to get it just to the five that we have now. Um, so I think that collaboration thing has been such a key yeah. because everyone bought, because collaboration brings ownership. And so yeah. that meant everyone yeah. had an ownership in this. Like people can point to when we have these little things that connect to a certain pillar, um, they'll remember, oh, I remember having that conversation. Yeah. I remember when... I remember the person who actually first said that, sure. um, which helps really then set a strong foundation because anyone coming into it, mm. it's now not this thing that gets imposed on them and kind of invited into it because that's the ecosystem that's been right. made. Um, but then the other side to it is I think the communication thing has been so important. Mm. Like we have had to revisit, redefine, refresh, because this is the thing. You can put words to something. You can put words on a wall. It doesn't matter. Until yeah. it actually gets lived up, and that's probably why did, yeah, you're right. It did take definitely two years, maybe even more, for us to see not only the fruit of it, but mm. even to see our team use the same language yes. um, that was there. Because you hear a word, I hear a word, we'll probably define it very differently or come from different mm. perspectives or angles. We say, like, most people won't get what we're talking about when we're saying we've got a for you culture. Like, what does that even mean? And mm. so it's meant we've had to really, like, drill down with our team as to what do we mean to find the language that yeah. we even have. Yeah. And then more importantly, the communication that comes out, if you, if you want it to be not just words on a wall, but actually like lived out, it means that then it gets lived out in big moments. And so any formal structure, we're always kind of putting it through this filter of how is this helping or hurting culture. Right. But then even almost more importantly, it's the small moments. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can do all that you want in the big moments, but a good example I always bring is like we love pioneering spirits and so that means we run on like mm. the best idea should win. We love new ideas. We're never going to com be committed to like, hey, we did it that way last year. That means it has to be done the same this way. Yeah, um, That's never going to be how we roll. And so you could have that as a thing, put it on and we all scream that and shout that, see it and have had so many wins in that. And you just need that one moment where someone on your team comes to you with an idea mm. and you shut it down straight away <laughs> and you're just like already on, like we say, wow, before how, um, someone might have a dumb idea or someone might have an idea that needs <laughs> refining. That's all good and well, but it's like, we talk about wow, before how, like actually we need to honor the idea. Like what does that yeah. look like? And it's just that little moment. And it literally matters to a pure like reaction in a conversation mm. as a leader yeah. with someone on your team who's got this big idea. Mm. What if we did this? And if you shut it down in that moment, I promise you you'll kill culture and pioneering spirit for that person is dead in the water and it's going to take yeah. how long yes. to even revive that thing yeah. back to life. Yeah. So I think we've really looked at what are the big moments, what are the formal things that mm. we do, how, what are our rhythms that actually play into culture, but even more so, like fine-tooth fine comb what about the little moments and how do we, we build those? And mm. so it's played out in how we do staff meetings. It's played out in how we do staff together moments, how we yeah. do staff retreats, yeah. um, obviously, which was our first one where we kind of even put this all together. Um, how we do our staff performance reviews, how we do rhythms of calendar. All of that has actually mm. been kind of fed through the idea of culture and how our team runs. And that's just, it, it has to be on both levels. It has to be at a high level 
and then the low level. Otherwise, you're just never going to win. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, I just want to add, it's so intentional. So I think we as um, you, Duncan, um, being in charge of staff as well, it's just a very intentional thing that you are, it's on the top of your radar at all times. Mm. And we do want people to enjoy the environments, enjoy being together, live out those values. It's so important that mm. people want to be at the office and want to be working together and that for you culture is incredible. So I just yeah. know from experience, uh, very recently, Simon, who's lead pastor, was literally doing parking at a youth event. Um, Duncan was preaching. Uh, like, we've just got so many different mm. roles. Other pastors, we're doing registrations. Nothing's too good for us. We for you, and we're all in, yeah. which is so important for yeah. everyone to see. Yeah, I think it's been um, it's been awesome just to really use those pillars, like you say, to uh, inform everything that we do. And so, you know, we've got a reason behind everything. So, for example, our Monday morning staff meeting is not an operations meeting. It's a celebrations meeting. That's all we do in our Monday morning staff meetings is we celebrate. That's informed by the culture that we're trying to build. It's informed by these. Now, we have other opportunities <laughs> for other types of meetings, um, but we've been super intentional. And so everything that we do uh, is through that lens of the culture that we're trying to build. Um, and what I've really enjoyed seeing is as the teams continue to grow and new people getting added to it, uh, I've literally heard conversations happen between staff members who've been around longer than the new ones coming in and to hear lines like that's not how we do things here has started to come out because uh, ownership has over many months and years started to take effect and so uh, once it's strong in you as a staff member who's been around this culture for so long you start uh, automatically teaching mm -hmm. that as well uh, which I think has been has been awesome. All right, so uh, that's that. Now, part of uh, culture and part of team and part of staffing uh, inevitably at some point in time is going to involve conflict. Uh, any team that's together long enough uh, is not going to – you're not a team if there's not conflict. Um, and it comes down to how we handle conflict. And so uh, this year at City Hope, I think we're on 33 people on our payroll. Um, that's full-time, part-time, and our retainer positions as well. When there's 33 people in an organization working side by side with each other on a daily basis, inevitably uh, there's going to be some conflict. Uh, and so what would you say in terms of um, managing conflict? Like how have we managed to healthily walk ourselves through moments like that? I think, I think before we even get to the conflict kind of management resolution side, I think we've taken you know, very intentional steps in terms of communication and evaluation that has probably caught a lot of conflict before you even get there, sure. even though we have had those moments. Mm. Um, so a good example is like uh, our performance reviews. That was a system we've put in in the last few years. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't really exist before. Um, but even in those kind of moments where it's not necessarily a conflict moment, but it might be a tough conversation or it might be a coaching moment or it might be actually, hey, there's a frustration. I have an obstacle. I have mm -hmm. those things come out in a performance review okay. for us. They're almost the catch before we get to conflict. So yep. maybe Taryn should actually tell you about our performance <laughs> reviews and actually what they generally look like, because I think it's been mm. a helpful process for us. Mm. And it's a very formal thing, but it's this thing of, you know, what gets rewarded gets repeated, which means yep. what we, when we have a moment where we have a tough conversation and we go and it goes well and there's progress and growth people don't get freaked out the next mm. time we have one or if conflict now does bubble up and go our first reaction is not going to be to like eject or pull the handbrake and just 
right. e- exit stage right because yeah. we've kind of built in a healthy process like how do we actually have these types of evaluation constructive even conflict conversations yeah yeah I think evaluation is such a good word to use there. Um, We often say we're for the person before function. Yes, function Mm. does matter. Um, And especially in these performance reviews, we always start with how are you doing? Right. You as a person, how Mm. are you doing? How is your health? How is life? Tell us some things that we might not know about. And if Mm. someone's having a bad time, this is their opportunity to tell us because it actually might explain a few things about why – they're acting a certain way or what's going on in this in their life mm. and it's just so helpful um for us to know how people are doing and it's really important for us to just also be on top of our staff and mm. just loving and caring for them um totally. yeah so we we ask them how they're doing then they there's also self-evaluations how are you doing in this area of communication and teamwork? Mm. And then sometimes we've also had to ask people who work below them, how would, how do, how would you rate them? I say rate <laughs> um, carefully, but what would be some of the things that you yeah. would suggest or are or you enjoying, observed? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's also just been really helpful because sometimes I might not work with a person. So mm. for me to do the performance review or evaluation it's a bit hard because actually Mm. i'm just there in i want to say management position but i'm just there um fulfilling a function but there's actually a team below them that know exactly how they're doing how they've been led um are they enjoying it have they noticed Mm. something give positive feedback about your line manager how's Mm. that going so that's why and it comes back down to one of our pillars it's communication and feedback Mm. are we feeding back and Mm. yes some feedback might not be positive mostly it's positive um because we really do have a dream team just putting it out there (laughs) um but yeah we really do value feedback from our staff yeah so yeah that that performance evaluation is so so good for us totally and i think it's been the most consistent like that i've ever experienced and that's probably part of the key to it is it's not like we've decided to do evaluations this year next year we drop it we change it's actually just been consistent over the years in how we've continued to do it which i think is 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 so important in that yeah Mm. Yeah, I think that so that evaluation layer has helped us immensely it's opened up conversation it's meant that we've had to get really good at having tough conversations even when you have to have co- uh, like coaching moments um and then when and often you can yeah when there's frustration in mm. the in the chamber there between because we now have layers of teams and layers of leadership and and you do have new pieces coming in or uh, mm. things that are getting pioneered um and we have to kind of like adjust and adapt along the way it's opened up the door that we then have been able to have those open conversations and realize if something's not working, we're able to kind of stop it. If there's something that's causing friction or something that's not, we're able to kind of hit it on the front end. Um, but as I always tell people, we're a church staff. We're not robots. We're not angels. Mm-hmm. There is also just humans in the equation. And that means sometimes conflict's yeah. going to bubble over. Yeah. And uh, we've we've not, not had to deal with that. Um, we have had moments where it's been individuals or uh, different teams kind of having friction when you have 33 people working in the same thing at the same building same venues and we're in each other's space and there's high stress because now there's so much going on our calendar is so jam-packed heads are going to bump 
I'm going to care so much about the area that I'm working in because it is the most important thing in church, which it should be for me. (laughs) But it's more important than your thing. Maybe they don't say that. But, you know, you get into these moments, there's obviously going to be conflict that bubbles up. Um, But one thing I think we've always done well is pull people back to who we are and our culture, that we're for each other, that actually it's the person before function. Mm. And so how do we do that? So I think... In terms of conflict resolution, I think some of the big things we've learned along the way um, is, A, that our view of conflict should never be negative, actually. Um, I know many leaders, like, hate conflict. They think that's a, like, that's a red flag on their team. A team that's, you know, making up ground is probably going to be, like, quite stormy, and there'll be lots of things that they're bumping together, and there's going to be issues. And so that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's probably just a, bad, a byproduct of what the team's trying to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that, I think our view of conflict is really important because I think we've taken it at every turn that conflict mm-hmm. is actually a moment where we can grow culture, mm-hmm. uh, that conflict is actually a moment where we can make progress and grow. And I think we have story upon story of yeah. that between individuals or teams or ministries or just moments where you're like, Jeepers, do you remember where we were six months ago? Do you remember that? And it's like now it's a joke that we all can kind of laugh at and move on from. But it, it, it just was it, it was this positive thing that brought people together and actually we got to learn and kind of gain some muscle. Yeah. Um, and tough conversations also matter too. Um, yeah. Tough conversations matter in leadership. I say it all the time. I heard it a long time ago. I have lived it out. Taryn's lived it out. We've all lived it out. Uh, the higher you go, the more you go in, in leadership, the higher your capacity for tough conversations needs to be. It's true. Um, and so we've got to have a lot of those. Um, and I think the other thing, not just in terms of our view of conflict, but I think then being in leadership or perhaps over a team or over people, mm. it's actually your responsibility to address conflict. Because yeah. the worst thing you can do is be passive about it. Mm. Sometimes there is the moment to just let people sort it out. They're big boys, they're adults, they can sort it out. But there is that moment where you have to be very careful about how if you let this go too far and now it starts to like be a poison that just sets in and that takes some time and experience to know when that is. Um, But when that moment comes, the responsibility is on a, on a leader to jump in and actually not be passive about it, be active, say, let's get in front of each other. And I think we've been super intentional with our team that we're going to put it on the table. We're going to get you into the, get you into the boardroom. You're going to sit across from each other. We're going to have it. We're going to talk it out point by point. Um, Our staff have always known when there's like a serious meeting, they can see it. It's like, ooh, what's happening? But again, it doesn't have to be this weird thing. I think mm. we, we're quite open with it. Like, hey, guys, there was an issue. It's dealt with and we move on. And then people get to see that. Again, it just builds up these wins to say, these are not things to be scared of or run from. They're actually things that we, we put value on. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of played on. I think a big thing for, and this is Taryn's heart, because Taryn does lead with her heart. Um, it's why she cries so much and why she cares so much Indeed. and why and I why a lot. <laughs> and why she is as amazing as she is, is um, I think timelines have mattered for us. Um, so what's your favorite quote? Oh, conflict delayed is conflict doubled. There yeah, we go. Um, so we've lived by that yeah. in terms of how we've always addressed it. And our, we've put that into our team. I mean, we've even put it in, 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 so, in so deep that a lot of our teams have a two-week rule yeah. Where if there's an issue, if there's a conflict, if there's a whatever it might be, you've got two weeks. Like the moment the thing happens, the incident happens, the conversation that you were offended by or the person who let you down, whatever it was, mm. a clock starts. You've got two weeks to sort it out, yeah. address it. Otherwise, 
it's on you, you're done. Yeah. Um, so we'll never enter a meeting where someone comes and says, well, three weeks ago, three months ago, two years ago, you said this. Yeah. It just doesn't play with us. Like that's not how it mm. works. Um, because that's how important and how much we want to value. Because mm. in the midst of conflict, as important as, as it is, as, pr- as much as we want to grow from it, unity is more important. Yes. And so we want to pull that forward. And I yeah. know that's Taryn's heart as uh, she has a lot to say on this. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I always just say to the team or um, the person having conflict yeah. is God commands unity. Yeah. Um, so just in Psalm 133, it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together yeah, in, in unity. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 10 says, Agree with one another and let there be no divisions among you. Um, Ephesians 4 verse 3, Make every effort <laughs> to keep the unity of yeah, the Spirit. You want to preach right now. I'm telling you. I thought you, you were only going to give one. <laughs> Pardon? Yeah. I thought yeah. you only give one. You got the multiple oh, I coming in. <laughs> and but where just, there is unity, as you said, God commands that place. Exactly. So for me, we can't just have like a staff with disunity because I feel like that is where Satan can easily right. get into. And that's why we do have these rules in yeah. place of like timelines matter. Like you have to sort it out yeah. before your heart gets hard towards, yeah. towards a person or situation. Like we don't want that within the team. And we want everyone to work together. So we have to live out what we're saying. Mm. Um, So, yeah, we strive to become more Christ-like and it's reflected in our actions. And we actually need to fight for me. This is a big thing. Mm. We need to fight for unity. That's right. Yeah, 100%. It's it's the most important thing. And uh, I think there's just been plenty of examples Mm. on our team over the years on how we have very successfully been able to move people towards that. And I think it is well known that it's part of our culture. We just don't tolerate it. And Mm. so that's been a huge thing. And I think the two of you have done an exceptional job within that. Well, Duncan's led me really well in that, and it's definitely an area I've grown in because, as Dunks mentioned, I do cry a lot and my heart gets in the way sometimes. Um, but that's where the Lord helps me yeah. <laughs> and is with me in these situations. Yeah. Um, in our one meeting that we had, Duncan put together this brilliant document, which I actually brought along just to like quickly go through it, if you don't mind. Mm. But um, just like helpful reminders, like we're here for one another. It means we're believing yeah. the best about each other, even in a conflict situation. Yep. And we hold everything in tension with a greater purpose God has for us sure. as Christians, as a team, and as a church Mm. and these conversations as hard as conflict is are hard conversations Mm. but the goal and benefits um of the destination is far greater we want to get to a point of unity and so we have a few ground rules in place as well where we work to resolve any conflict no problem is bigger than our goal we treat each other with respect we're attacking the problem, not the people. Yep. So yeah. sometimes in those meetings, you also have to keep that at the top mm. of the thing saying, well, well, it's not your turn to talk. Let them finish and mm. you will have your say. We're going to be here for, for a while. Um, but <laughs> Sometimes speak, longer than others. Sometimes. Well, speak, that person is just throwing out random side comments. Yes. And you're just like, well, let's, mm. let's not do that. That's why we implemented the two-week rule <laughs> as well. <laughs> Um, speak clear, clearly and truthfully um, what's bothering you. Do you have solutions? Mm. What would help you in this situation? Um, caring for each other in 
in that meeting, um, you're explaining yourself. You're not pointing the blame finger. And we listen with a desire to understand each other's views. And, um, yeah, we don't – we understand and respond and we don't hear and react. Sure. Because that's very quickly can happen. And sometimes it is good to have a mediator um, in those meetings. Uh, sometimes you can do it one-on-one. Sometimes you do need a mediator with these ground rules in place mm. just to help and take responsibility. <laughs> We're yeah. very, very quick to put the blame on somebody else. Yeah. But there is a level of responsibility mm. that people have to take mm. and be willing to compromise. And it's the whole thing of like the for you culture. Yeah. If, if they win, I win. If they lose, we all yeah. lose. Like mm-hmm. it's huge. So this yeah. was super helpful. That's great. Um, and we definitely will be using it a lot <laughs> in the future. I think, that I, I think the thing we've also learned is, um, especially when it comes to leadership and like handling any of these types of things, I think most leaders feel like in the realm of culture, it's like their leadership can get overruled or diluted or they have to be like somehow outside of it. I think mm. we live within the same culture. Sure. And that means we get moments where we get to show that culture. And yeah. so that means yeah. even showing like a vulnerability in it. And we've had meetings where me and Taryn have had to go in and the start of the meeting is us tail between our legs. Guys, we've messed up. We let you down here. Like honestly, mm this is on us like and we'll take that on the chin here's how we're going to fix it and just be very upfront and honest like we're not robots we're going to make mistakes too just because we're sitting in uh in an ops director and a ministry director role Mm. doesn't mean we now Mm. can never be wrong Mm. um and then watching how a team responds to that because they'll see it play out Mm. be super gracious in it um and we sort it out it it matters next time they need to do the same um because they've seen it played out they've seen it modeled they've seen it and and so we've seen that in so many different things sure and it's been helpful and the fruit that has come from these meetings it's just like you can't explain it it's just god like god has (laughs) used these situations for his good and um yeah the fruit that comes out of these conversations is Mm. always good healthy fruit (laughs) yeah no 100 and it stems back to that for you culture Mm-hmm. Um, that the reason you'd put in the effort. Because mm-hmm. it's easier just not, right? Yeah. From yeah. a leadership point of view, it's easier just to not. But the reason you put in the effort is because it's for you culture. Yeah. Um, and so, no, that's that's been absolutely awesome. Mm-hmm. It does. Awesome. Well, uh, if uh, we're chatting to other leaders looking in and maybe other churches and pastors and so on uh, who might be listening in and, uh, you know, maybe you've, got uh, one, one staff member on your team, maybe you've got 10 or 33 or whatever the case is, uh, what would you each say just uh, as we close up this conversation, uh, what would your kind of part in one piece of advice be to, to a leader who's trying to develop a healthy staff culture in their own organization? Okay, it's not one piece. I've got a few more. <laughs> um, but for me, I think never underestimate the power of prayer. Pray about it. Pray about the situation. Pray for the Holy Spirit to guide you. Pray for God to guide you. Um, Mm. And yeah, that's also my daily prayers, just for more wisdom and for God to guide my steps every single Mm. day. And then confession time, it is actually easier for me sometimes to do things in my own strength because I just know sometimes I can. Mm. That's so unhealthy and I often have to go, why, Taryn? Mm. Like, you're exhausting yourself, mm. taking this on your shoulders. Like, that's not what God wants for me. And um, so for me, I just really do just commit everything to God. And you have to do it. Be intentional about mm. doing that on a daily basis. Yeah. And, um, yeah, wisdom just comes from God alone. Mm. 
God alone is the the true, a true. What can I say? God Source. is wisdom. Yeah. Source is a good word. Um, but then just one other is you're not alone. You're not alone in team. And uh, yeah. there's also people joke about there's no I in team, but there is me. And I read somewhere there is T in team, which makes for a good meeting. But right. the thing is, God has placed you together with people. <laughs> no, it's random. Right? Saying, we do coffee, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I do tea. Um, but yeah, like you can learn so much from others and mm. don't be afraid to ask for help. So for me, Dunks and I have worked really well in this, mm. but also like I think because I've grown, it's actually thanks to Dunks in this. Um, so I appreciate you and being part of the team with you in it. Um, yeah, and it's just been so good. If you need help, do it. And yeah, just a final thing from me is like, I really do count it an honor, but it's also such a joy mm. to be part of the team at City Hope Church. And I really hope and pray that our staff feel the same mm. and that they uh, feel valued and loved and respected. And yeah, it's just been such an honor to to do what God mm. has called me to do. Yeah, 100%. And still growing in it every <laughs> single day. <laughs> 100%. I think for me, um, the, the the picture I always have, and, and, and it matters across leadership, it matters across leading any team. Mm. It doesn't matter if it's conflict or growing culture or mm. making decisions, whatever it is. Um, I think too, it, it, and it plays it out to what we just heard, too many leaders just work on reaction and they don't work on response. Yeah. And uh like a leader can never be reactive. It never goes well when we actually are reactive. Mm. And so the picture I always have is you have probably got in your hand 10 cards to play in any one moment, in any one situation, decision, conversation, mm. conflict, meeting, whatever it might be. You got those 10 cards. And if we react very, like very often, 99% of the time, you're going to pick the wrong card and play the wrong one. Mm. You're going to play hardball in a moment when you should have been soft. Mm. You're going to show no compassion, compassion when you should have. You actually talked when you should have been quiet and listened. Yeah. Like you're just going to go down a road. And if you have that picture in your mind as a leader, I think you just realized we actually are called to respond. And that means I am going to take some time. I'm going to like believe God's given me mm. wisdom and prayer and spirit in me. That's mm. going to give an answer. But experience will also play into it because mm. I know how it is. I also am going to know the person that I'm talking to, dealing with, how they're going to respond because you want to get to know your team that you know what they're going to play with. And then when you play that card, very often mm. we want to be leaders who are like gung-ho and let's just you know make the big active, big leader call. And sometimes it doesn't need that. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes you don't need to come with a big stick. Sometimes you don't need to come down hard on in a situation right. or, or, or in a person. Um, there's a moment for that, mm. but it's probably far less. Like it's, it's the 10% of the time. And mm. yet we play that card 40% of the time, yeah. um, often as leaders and we really shouldn't. And so I think the picture is just understand you have 10 different cards you can play, but if you really want to respond, it's going to take some time, mm. prayer, effort, experience, and really like thought through as to how I'm doing it. And when you get it wrong, you can say sorry yeah. and that's going to be okay. And, yeah. we, and you learn from it and you yeah. mess it up and, and learn yeah. along the way. Um, but it just sets up your team that mm. they're comfortable, they're secure, they know what they're going to get from yeah. you. Um, you're not going to fly off the handle. Mm. Um, that puts a lot of security in them. And then you see great growth across the board. Yeah, totally. And I think that's so true what you're saying is uh, we haven't arrived <laughs> Uh, in any of these conversations we've been having, it's not like we've arrived, we're still learning as we go. 
Um, but man, I just want to say thank you so much to the both of you uh, just for that. I think that was some excellent input. And for all that you do in our church and for our team, we, we thank you and we love you both so much for that. Uh, and I hope that that was useful uh, for you as well. And you can take some of that and put it into practice in your own organization. It's been so awesome hanging out again tonight. I hope that you enjoyed that, that there's stuff that you can take and put into use in your own organization. And so please do enjoy this and comment and like and share as far as you can. Don't forget, we've got a whole bunch of free resources for you as well at cityhope.joburg slash resources. We'd love for you to make use of that. But otherwise, we'll see you next time on our next episode of Church Talk.